to expose them to God to you. God, the I am God, we thank you now, Lord. Now have your, continue to have your way, God. You already started, God. You put the pastor in place. You let the prophet speak, God. And every, you know, you said it. The prophet is subject to the prophet. God, every word that the prophet spoke, God. God, we know will not fall to the ground. And that it is your will, your desire for your people. In the name of Jesus. I thank you, God. Amen. There's some things that I've been going through. We're going to lay it out here so you can see it. I pray that whatever I say today, whatever I show you today, whatever God lets you see today will deliver you from what you've been holding on to. There are things that I was going through, and this morning, as I said, when God woke me at 4 o'clock in the morning, he started talking to me. I, I, I'm going to show you this. This is a prayer for my, my vulnerability. There's 13 pages written here. Oh, oh I, as soon as the kids were children's church, I'm sorry. The babies, the children's church. Uh, uh, Sister Monique will take your children out for children's church. They'll go right out this door and then we'll have a wonderful time while we are adults are in here. Amen? First, for the last couple of weeks, I've been under attack. I say a couple of weeks. It's been longer than that. Okay. Just told you about the trip here. The farm. For a few children under attack. There were strange church. sicknesses that were trying to take over my life. Just out of nowhere. I, I, anybody that knows me knows that God has equipped me to be able to move and do some things, See, even at this nice mature age, that some people can't do. But I got kept getting these sicknesses out of nowhere. That's the first thing. And then uh, I would have some strange conversations. Let me change that word. Some strong conversations with people that I love and care about. Y'all know what I mean when I say strong? Do I need to make it plain? They would not be pretty. We would be in, uh, in difficult conversations, Pastor. We would be saying stuff to each other that we might not have needed to say to each other. Which is out of the norm. That, that's not how I communicate normally with those that I love and care about. But I was having not one, but I was having several of them. And then body was tired. Seems like even after I step all day, I'm still tired. And there's a tug of war going on with my finances. Now some people ain't going to tell y'all. Y'all think, I, I know I don't go too bad today, Pastor. But, uh, but, but thank you, Pastor. But the truth is, everything that look good ain't good. And though I look like I'm really good right now, only because of God am I good. It surely ain't because of money. Because the money's running right now. I'm just going to tell you the truth. I, I told you to be vulnerable, right? And, uh, okay, I'm praying that one of you in here who money ain't looking so good right now understands that it is just a season. Right. right. It's only, and it may be for a reason. Right. But, 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 but hold on, I'm vulnerable today. Okay, uh, okay, so, all right, and I'm going to try to make this quick. I told you I got 13 pages. I ain't going to read all that, but, uh, um, some of you understand what I'm talking about. I know you do. God would have given it. He would have woke me at 4 o'clock in the morning for me to tell y'all about my mess. If some of others don't have some mess that they need to be delivered from too. They need to know that God, come on pastor, they need to know, let me make this clear, the message today is, I am. I, so, so whatever it is you need in this place today, whatever you came in with, 
and already called deliverance into the house. Whatever it is that you feel all bound up in or you hurt in and you tore down in, whatever is causing you mental confusion or uncertainty, whatever it is that got your heart broken, your mind twisted, know that God is a mind regulator and a heart fixer. He is the I am. about the original words. I get taught. I, the word says to study to show thyself approved. A workman rightly divided with word truth. Okay, so I do all of that. When it comes time to come up here, I'm not coming up here like I'm not coming up here dancing for people. If, I, if you don't shout, it's okay. I'm going to give you what God said, but it's got to be the truth of the word. So I did all of that. I've been at this for a minute. And for the last two days, I couldn't even remember what the title was sometimes. Don't be vulnerable. I'm not trying to tickle your ears here. I, I literally got up Friday morning to review my word, and I had to go look at my paper to find out what God had told me to say. You want to, come on, we're going we're gonna to do it up here. Come on, come on, because you know you're right. You know you're right. He said, he said, this morning at 4 o'clock, he said, all I want you to do is trust me. Yes, God. Yes, God. You have to know me for yourself. That I am everything you need. I am the words on the page. So informed and worried. I mean, I get you yesterday. I, I, that I am when you need to sleep. I am when you need to wake up. I am the one who talks to you. I am the one who sleeps with you. I am the one who gets you rest. I am the one who yes. drives you. Yes. Call it. Call it. I am. I'm the green dollars that you call take it. to the bank. Because guess who created the, the wood that made the green dollars? All that you need. I know that's hard to conceive, y'all. Don't get me wrong. As, as much as I've been preaching now 17 years. So if I only learned something by now about God, something wrong with me, but I don't believe that's true. So but I do remember that I was a place in a place one time in my life where I didn't really know what I was saying, Pastor. That's not today. But I'm telling you, for those who jump, don't you feel that? Because he is the I am God. He's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. So if you ain't got it yet, just hold on. Because I am ain't going nowhere. Okay, that's not that one on my paper either. Okay, okay, okay. I really did have a scripture. I just need y'all to know that. I have I got several here. But God wants the, the transparency. The translucent, you know, you've, you've never seen the word translucent. It usually means that not just transparent, it means that you can see through it and it moves. You got that, Pastor? Yeah. Okay, so when you see through this, we're talking about the, the vulnerability to that. When you see, it's going to move. Amen. It's going to be where it was this time last year, Pastor. 
Amen. No Amen. More. No more. No more. The only thing that never changes is God. The only thing that never changes is God. Right. So if we want more of him, we got to change. We got to change. Okay, okay. My words are actually coming out of John 8. And, 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 I'm, and I'm going to move through some of this a little quickly because I've already told you half what God wanted you to know. But Pastor Bruce and I both are, are, are Christian counselors. Pastor Bruce teaches awesome healing and deliverance classes. Awesome. You can't go away from his class and not get something that edifies your life and helps you to change to be better, not just for you, but for everybody around you. And I'm appreciative of the God in him because of that. Our pastor is the leader of the leaders. If you are meant to be a leader, you're going to have to walk behind him. Not because he wants you to be behind him, but because that's what God positioned as a leader. And in knowing all of that, we understand there's important, important stuff like knowing the righteousness of God. And so Pastor Bruce and I both, we have these sheets that are called I Am Affirmations. They're good for the life, for life. But they just ain't I Am Affirmations. Let me tell you what I did, Pastor Bruce. Don't y'all study, right? So I go and look at all of these videos about affirmation. And I go read all these books about affirmation. But it was from the world's view of affirmation. I just got to say this to y'all. You better be careful who you are listening to. What? Be very careful who has your ear. What? And by all means, watch these gates. Amen. Because if you're seeing the wrong stuff, you're going to do the wrong stuff. Amen. You may not mean to, but uh, I have, Pastor has a, I, I, I know it's hard for me not to say Pastor sometime now because. It resonates in my spirit when I start talking. And so, you know, he has the principle down about the two. We'll learn about that. I'm not preaching his sermons. But there, there's a principle about two. There are many principles. I'm going to talk to you about a principle today. But the principles God set up are for our good. And if you, the principle of, seed, this is my favorite one, seed time and harvest time. Pastor Bruce hears me say it all the time. My husband hears me say it all the time. And it's simple. If you plant a seed, the word says this, you must reap a harvest. Okay. Now, you can't plant an orange seed and get an apple tree. You ain't going to plant no watermelons and get peaches. Okay? So the truth is, when you plant the seed, you can expect because it cannot not happen. Every principle stands forever. You're going to get a harvest. Yeah. It behooves you to plant good seeds. And that includes when you put seeds into the eye gates that you have. What you plant into these eyes and what you plant into these ears will reap you a harvest. Now what harvest do you want? Do you want the lies? And as our 45 says, the fake news, or do you want the truth? So you gotta be careful what the sounds of. But that one didn't want paper either. That was that's strictly from the Holy Spirit. Just need y'all to it. Okay. Okay, so in response to what God said to me today, we're still in scripture, which is John 8. 
I'm going to give you a quick preview of John 8, beginning from verse 12, the first 12 verses. And most of us know about this. It's important to know the truth. Say that again. Please hear that. It's important to know the truth. In class yesterday, as y'all are all getting John 1, 8, 1 through 12, uh, and I'm going to be most of the time coming out of the uh, good news translation, but we'll switch back and forth between that and the King James Version. But it's important to know that as you're getting the truth, that you're getting the truth from a reputable, substantiated, proven source. Because you can get information from anywhere. And most of the information today is opinion-based, not truth-based. So you got to watch where you're getting it. So when we, when we start looking for the truth, my recommendation is on Start here and in here. Now you can get some input for comparison if you like sometimes, but be careful. But anyway, the first part of John 8, 1 through 12 talks about Jesus teaching the scribes and the Pharisees. I want to paraphrase and go through this quickly because I know I don't have it for now. Scribes and Pharisees. And while he's teaching them, some of the Scribes and Pharisees brings this woman to him who they say they call in adultery. And by their laws, if we see you in adultery, you get stoned. So they bring her to Jesus to see if he's going to abide by their laws to stone the woman. And Jesus says to them, let you who has no sin cast the first stone. And he says nothing else to them. He bends down, he writes, he looks up. He says to the woman, okay, where are your accusers? Where'd he go? Because the word says each one of them left, beginning with the eldest. Now you know the eldest is supposed to be somebody who knows, right? Okay, that, that, that's we call my age now and, and wisdom. We ain't talking about title. Well, it could be title too. Okay. All right, so I'm just giving you a setting it up, setting it up. And so, so she, he, then Jesus goes on in the next scriptures, and this is where our text is really coming up. In um, John 8, to beginning at the 12th verse, the word says, I'm just going to pull out a couple of things. Jesus spoke to the Pharisees again. He spoke to the Pharisees again. Now, in the last verse, it said that they left. That's what said. So somebody wants to show back up again. There must have been somebody around. The last scripture says that they were gone. Right? Okay, but, but he spoke to them again. And they don't say he moved and went anywhere. So I, with my sanctified mind, said this is he's in the same place. Let me say this. This is a perfect example for us for judging everybody else. Because they didn't get it the first time, or he had to correct them or rebuke them, he didn't give up on them. Amen. He continued to talk to them and to teach them what was the truth. What he did for me. Because the word says, 
he spoke to them again. Okay, so, so all of us who say we love people, but we get tired of dealing with them because they don't act like they listening or they not hearing or that. Check yourself. Vulnerability. Vulnerability. Right. Vulnerability. Because if that's what's happening, you might want to look at yourself. I had to. I had to say, I've been tired. I said, I'm giving up. I'm tired. I'm not, I'm not doing this no more. I'm through. I'm going to smile and greet you. Hi, how you doing? Glad to talk with you. And actually, you were like transparent to me. And God had to correct that in me. Because Jesus didn't make you transparent to him. Who were you? He but sure okay. didn't. Okay. So, so Jesus goes on to talk to them. And, and a few of the scriptures I'm going to bring out, which are really important, says, and, uh, I am the light of the world, he said. I am the light of the world, he said. Whoever follows me will have light of life and will never walk in darkness. The Pharisees say to him, now this is what we do. Transparency again. Now you are testifying on your own behalf. What said, what you say has no proof. There's no proof in it, the word says. Don't tell me you don't hear from a pastor, a teacher, or another leader in the church and you question whether what they said was true. Because you didn't get it. Oh. Come on, y'all. You didn't get it. Because you had something else in mind for how that was supposed to be said, done, or thought. Okay, I'm going to move on quick, 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 quick. Then if you go down to 14, it says, uh, Jesus answers them. Even though I too testify on my behalf, what I say is true. Because I know where I came from. And I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. And he says to them, you don't know where I came from. Or where I'm going. You make judgments in a purely human way. Gotcha. How many of us say we say sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and we can judge other people? Um, we had this conversation in class a little bit yesterday with Pastor Bruce. And I, this thing came, Holy Spirit brought it up. We want to judge one sin, but not judge the other. <laughs> two abominations in the word. We only judge one, ju one of those abominations. Everybody talks about homosexuality. But did you know lying, cheating, stealing, adultery, all of them are listed in a book as abominations? Wow. Plus some more. Wow. But we don't only land on homosexuality. I wonder, is that because it takes the focus off of us and puts it on somebody else so we don't have to be transparent about our stuff? Wow. Just asking. Talk I'm about asking. that. I'm just, I'm just, just asking. Just asking. Just asking. Okay, all right, all right. So, so the word said, but if I were to do so, my judgment would be true because I am not alone in this. Father who sent me is with me. That's what the power of two pastor. Oh, yes, it is up there. Son and the Father. Y'all got that? Okay. It is written in your law that when witnesses agree what they say is true. Now, that was the law of the Pharisees and the scribes. That wasn't originally the law in the Bible. 
That's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus says, if they know, if two people agree, then it's true. I have a whole lot of people agreeing with, no offense intended, with Donald Trump. I don't quite think anything they're agreeing on is true. All I'm saying to you is, come on, y'all, stop acting like me. You ever talk about me now? With me, because I got in agreement with, even with my own pastor or my other pastors or the other leaders, and that we are both agree on the same thing, that is really what God said. It's what we just said. We have to try to spin for ourselves. Where it says, try to spear. And then you get the information. That is true. That is true. Okay. I'm going to move forward. Okay. So they asked him, where's your father? Now, come on now. Come on now. You asked Jesus where his father is. They didn't know who he was. But later on in the scripture, he talks about they, they said they know God. Okay, he says, uh, if you knew me, Jesus speaking, if you knew me, you would know my father. Jesus said all this as he taught in the temple. Now listen to this. This, this little piece, this little caveat. In the room where the offering boxes were placed. And no one arrested him because his hour had not come. Do you understand what that meant? I don't think most of us did. Um, somewhere along the line, somebody said, can we trust him? Because he was where in the room where the money was and nobody put him out. He wasn't a trustee of the of the church. Well, he wasn't a CEO of the company. He wasn't a he he, he, he wasn't even a borrower in the in the corporation. He went in the room where all the money was, and, and Pharisees and scribes were pretty good, well off folks, y'all. They weren't no penny in it. They had gold, diamonds, jewels, and all. They they had it going on. They just had this big thing on TV where it showed a house of a of a scribe. He had three pools. Pastor had three pools. Back in Jesus' time, at his house, he had three pools. House was huge. So that place where the money was must have been filled with money. But God didn't let them put him back. That's what they're wearing now. He was in the place where everything in there belonged to him. They couldn't move him. They couldn't put him down. God is just saying to y'all, worried about your bank accounts? <laughs> Being transparent again, y'all. That's to talk to me. I heard him clearly. I know it was God talking. You worried about paying your bills? You worried about how you're going to make this happen? You even worried about how you're going to go on vacation because you got to have some more money. You worried about how you're going to buy any shoes? I got old shoes on right now, y'all. They feel good. I don't think they're bumping on. Uh, but Jesus is in the room with all the money. Everything here belongs to him. Yeah. How can we worry about him giving us what he already he's already given to us? Everything on earth. The word says that a, a cattle on a thousand hills belongs to God. That's right. And if we're heirs of God, you know what the heir is? Nobody needs you to question this stuff. If I said it, I need you to be clear on it. You know what the error is. Okay, so if you and right clear on that, then if you're an heir of God, then you know that everything as his heir belongs to you. 
What? Not in the hereafter. Here on earth. Okay, we're going to get to that picture. Okay, okay. I, I'm, I'm going. I just need y'all to know. Be transparent about this thing, y'all. Stop worrying about what you don't have to worry about. Don't be looking for stuff that you already got. The I am is already here. You got it. What you tell me, Pastor? Trust. See, the tr trust and truth set you free. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. So, the end of that scripture, it's in 30. Uh, 29 and 30 talks about the fact that Jesus talked to them and he said some things to them that um, made other people in the room believe. No, 29 and 30. So, some of them still didn't believe. But somebody who was listening to the conversation believed. Yeah, I don't like that. Don't disregard like what that. you're saying in the presence of other people. Your, your inability to talk about God can affect somebody else's salvation. But on the flip side of that, your desire to talk about the goodness of the Lord can bring some, win somebody over just because they heard how good he is to you. Right. That's what the word, the word, that's the word is telling you. Somebody else believed in there while he was there. Because he was talking, not to them, but they overheard. That's why you that are in media land need to be in the house. Because you can only hear from me talking. But there is a room full of people who can say something that will change your life. Right. From God. Amen. 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 Assemble Amen. yourself. Amen. Right, so we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna jump around a little bit. Don't forsake the assembly. So Jesus said to those who believed in him, if you obey my teaching, you are really my disciples. That's uh, 31, um, 8, 31. And then in 32, he says, you will know the truth. And what did he say next, y'all? And the truth will set you free. The truth, now let me say this, I'm here, Pastor, I, because I had two translations, I've talked to them about it, okay? Remember I told you, GNT, Good News Translation, is what I was coming out of. I got to it's not studying those. So, you have to understand that the Bibles are translated so that we supposedly will get understanding and be able to know the word. It does not always mean that the translations were the original intention of what God wanted in his revelation, revelatory method, wanted people to know in the way that he wanted them to know, nor did it always apply to the con in context to what God was saying at the time. So that's the good news translation. It says set free. You really got to go back to King James because this time he got it right. He didn't always get it right. He gonna do but King he, James he, on this one? The word really is making you free. Now, why is that so? Because in the Greek Aramaic translations, the word make means to keep forever, change your life, to set you down and build you up. That The word make means that it's eternal. Set free means for many times. Let me give you an example. I can go out this door and be set free from this building. But when I decide to walk back from this building, I'm not set free from the building anymore. But when God makes you free, when he makes you free, he takes away the sinful nature and you can't go back to it. Now, I'm not saying you don't try sometimes. Let me tell you all that now. I'm going to be transparent again. 
Okay, I'm going to talk about me. Y'all all see this, right? Years ago, God delivered me. Father, forgive me. Years ago, God educated me about health. How important it is. Because these temples belong to him. He made them. We didn't. And they house him. That's so important, y'all. Y'all got to write that down. Because when I tell you about the I am, you're going to understand. The temple houses him. So when he educated me about him, the I am coming in, he told me about how to eat and how to work out and even talk to me about resting. Did I pay that any attention? Y'all can look at me. Okay, I, 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 listen. Get free, y'all. Don't act like eating, overeating is okay because the food's good and you've got enough money to buy it. That ain't true. Don't act like because you got tired today, you shouldn't work out and go take a walk to keep this body healthy and strong. That ain't true. Don't act like you don't have to take the meds. The doctors who God anointed to do their job is going to help you with to get to the place of health so that you can get healthy naturally. Because I'm not telling you not taking meds now. I'm not doing that. All I'm saying is, this body is the temple of God. And I didn't take care of it. At some point in my life, I gave up on taking care of it. I ain't by myself. God would have told me to tell y'all that. That wasn't so. I, I ain't by myself. Okay, so so we got to get it right. Okay? Okay, all right, all right. So, uh, all right. Wait a Okay, so Jesus says to them, I'm telling you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Overeating is a sin. Lasciviousness, which is an abomination, is a sin. <coughs> Lasciviousness, laziness, lust, is sins. So if we're doing those things, despite being called a child of the king, we are sinning. Ah. If you're sinning, does that make you sinner? Oh, why is it then that we who are born again, I, I, I'm saying this the way we say it, born again, say that I'm no longer a sinner because I'm saved by grace. I know what the word says, but if you sin it, you're a sinner saved by grace. You're still a sinner. Okay, you're a sinner saved by grace. It doesn't mean you're not sinning. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I said too. When, when God talked to me about that, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that, don't, don't do that. And you're a slave to that sin. What's important to know that as a slave, slaves do not belong to a family. They're not part of the family. Okay, everybody in the room who's African-American, and then those of who are not, who understand the slavery process, the whole situation knows, know that in slavery time, you might have been a slave in the house, and you were a good slave, and you took care of babies, and you did all that kind of stuff, but you were not part of your family. Y'all got quiet. Come on. You right. So you're not part of their family. The word, this is the word, the words. I didn't say this. Jesus said this. A slave does not belong 
to a family, and then he added, this is good news translation, perfect. But a son, a son, but a son, but a son belongs there forever. That means in the family. Forever. And the son, if the son sets you free, it's really meant you. Then you will be really free. Know that. Know that. That if you sin, you gotta repent. So you can get back in right relationship with Jesus, with God, and that you can have your rightful place back in your family. Know that when the prodigal son came back home, he was the son even though he was gone. He was still the son. He just wasn't in the right place. He wasn't connected. He, was, he had to be made whole to come back to heaven. That's all God wants, is for us to get it right. He exposed himself. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He exposed himself. He was transparent and vulnerable when he came back to his father. Told his father, I, I don't deserve none of this. Let me eat the slop that you feed the animals. But the father restored him. Well beyond what he had a dream he couldn't have. Well, that's because he recognized his sin. Recognize your sin. Recognize your sin. All right, go down to 48. They're, they're still talking to Jesus, the Pharisees. They asked Jesus, were you not right in saying, were we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon in you? Imagine asking Jesus if he got a demon in him. The most high God, the holy of holies, the Lord of lords, you asking if he's got a demon in him? Wow. What that say about you? Okay, let me bring this down to the left. We profess Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, but we keep taking him into places and then making him null and void. And so other people can call him a demon. So no wonder, no wonder people are not recognizing that he is the most holy one. Jesus Christ. Okay, so let me say this. I'm going to be transparent. I told y'all. I don't do this now. Jesus Christ. But I can remember, I was a preaching preacher. Going into the club, there's an all-night law. <laughs> and said, ain't nothing wrong with that. God didn't say I couldn't dance. And the truth is, he didn't say I couldn't dance. In fact, I can't dance. But the dance is different now. And where I go to dance is different now. Because if I keep going into those places, that God did not ordain, that I now give people the opportunity to ask whether Jesus is a demon. Because he can't be Lord, I'm in there with y'all. Jesus! I'm just saying, I'm just saying. That's tight, that's tight, that's tight, that is right! I'm telling you, you can't keep rolling up in these places, hearing these things, and hanging out with these people that you know have demonic activity, are busy doing all the things God didn't say to do, and then you want people to believe that you got a holy God in you. Wow! Wow! God didn't get holy if he didn't hear what Jesus Christ! 
I'm not saying we don't make mistakes, y'all. I'm not saying we don't have we, we need time to grow. That's not what I'm saying. We do. We don't get delivered everything right away, even when we get saved. But how long are you going to stay in what you've been doing and thinking everybody's supposed to say it's okay because you profess to be a child of kid? Now talk about that. I, I, I don't know how long. Let your profession be truth. That's what, that's what this is telling you. Because in, in 51, Jesus said, I'm telling you the truth. Whoever obeys my teaching will never die. That means sin can't hold you. That's what that really means. Sin can't keep you. Can't hold you. Okay? And then again in 58, Jesus tells them, I'm telling you the truth. Jesus replied, before Abraham was born. Okay, we'll say that together. I'm telling you the truth. I'm going to say it the way God gave me to say I am. I am. Telling you the truth. Telling you the truth. Before Abraham was born. Before Abraham was born. I am. I am. Okay, so now that Jesus has professed that he is I am, let's confirm how the truth of his being, I am, is established in the world and in our lives. You see, everything God spoke in the beginning came to pass. And in doing so, here we go with the principle, Pastor. I want you to God showed this to me. It, just, it made me want to run around the house. Principle. So the principle of attachment came to be, which applies here, among other places. What's the principle of attachment? It merely establishes that everything God spoke to is attached to whatever or whatever God spoke it into. Uh-huh. Can you say that again? Uh-huh. Say it again. But say it again to the side. The principle of attachment is... It establishes that everything God spoke to is attached to wherever or whatever God spoke it into. Uh-huh. Okay? In this principle, everything God brought something from must remain attached to that thing. So since we were created in his image, then we must remain attached to him and thereby only fully free to do and be who he made us if we stay attached to him. Why is this important? And said, you'll need to know this. Principle of attachment is in full effect in the I am. And all of the I am statements that we make that are biblical. Let's, let's clarify that. When we talk about the I am statements, that, that, that the, uh, we, you have a lot of uh, people who, who are encouragers and um, lift people up and, and keep them hopefully on the right path. But that doesn't come from the Bible. I'm talking about the I am statements in the Bible. It works in and for each of one of God's created ones, but freely flows for those of us who are created in God's image, for those of us who are his kingdom kids. So now turn with me to Genesis 1. And I'm going to walk through this, and God's going to show you how important it is to be. To be in I am, to know I am, and to know what you are in the I am. Genesis 1. There are eight commanded spoken principles of attachment found in Genesis 1. Everybody knows eight is the number of new beginnings, right? Okay. When we operate God's principles, we can achieve wholeness, completeness, freedom, through Jesus, and in the earth. 
Every one of these verses begin, that we're going to talk about begin with God saying something. You've all been taught this before. You know God spoke stuff, right? So, so in the Good News Translation, Genesis 1 and 3, it says that then God commanded. King James says, and God said, let there be light, and light appear. Genesis 1 and 6 says, the G, I'm going to abbreviate this, G and T, then God commanded, King James says, and God said, let there be a dome to divide the water and keep it in two separate places, and it was done. King James says, and God said, let there be a firmament, most of us are more familiar with this, in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Genesis 1 and 9, G and T says, then God commanded. King James says, God said, let the water below the sky come together in one place so that the land will appear as it was done. Genesis 1 11, he commanded, God said, let the earth produce all kinds of plants, those that bear grain and those that bear fruit, and it was done. Genesis 1 14, God commanded, he said, let light appear in the sky to separate day from night and to show the time when day Days, years, and religious festivals begin. That's what the GNT says. King James doesn't say that. They will shine in the sky to give light to the earth, and it was done. Genesis 1 20 says, Let the water be filled with many kinds of living beings, and let the air be filled with birds. Anybody picking up on the theme yet? Genesis 1 said, God commanded, he said, King James, let the earth produce. All kinds of life, domestic, wild, large, small, and it was done. And then finally, Genesis 1 and 26. They all say the same thing here. God said, they don't say commanded in the wrong words. Pastor, you already anywhere, anywhere else that okay, says God said. And now we'll make human beings. They will be like us and resemble us. They will have power over the fish, the birds, and all animals, domestic and wild, small, and large and small. God called us out of himself. Uh -huh. Therefore, we cannot exist without him. God is a spirit, and so therefore, we're spirits, living on earth in a body. But to have life according to the word that was spoken, according to the principle of detachment, we must stay attached to God. Wow. That's powerful. God, let's check this out, y'all. For all y'all don't think much of yourselves, for all of you don't recognize how good you are, that, that word that God said, one fearfully wonderful man, whatever is in God is in man. Whatever is in God is in you. And he who said me is with me is what the word said, and he has not left me. And he then says to the Pharisees, Talking about Jesus. I came from God. And now I am here. Human came from the image of God, and now we're here. Whatever God wanted to create and bring order, he used the power of his word. He commanded and spoken. Jesus followed the Father's principles, his teaching, his will, and did as God had done in the beginning. God spoke order to the earth. Jesus obeys God's principles by speaking order to the situation. When he's talking to the scribes about throw the first stone, 
He did not sin. He was bringing order to the situation. When he talked to them in the temple and told them about the I am, he was bringing order to them. God, Jesus never strays from the Father's word. We too have been given the authority and power to follow the principles of God, to teach truth and speak order into existence. Now hear this. You might want to write this. When God decided he wanted it to happen, he spoke it. And whatever he wanted to come out of what he spoke to came out and it was exactly what he spoke it to be. Y'all get that? Okay. Okay, you understand that. Okay, and I'm going to prove that if you go back to, and then I'm about to close. If you go back to Genesis 1-11, when God said, let the earth bring forth grass, he spoke to the dirt and the vegetation came out of the dirt. But guess what? It has to go back in the dirt. It can't survive outside of the dirt. Okay? Uh, okay. okay. Give me another example so in case you don't believe me. Genesis 1 and 20. God said, spoke to the waters. And he called the living things into the waters. The fish the wa and water creatures find their life in the water. Take them out of the water. Amen. The fowl he called to the air. Though they may rest on the ground a little bit, their domain is the air. Take them out of the air. They don't live too long on earth. Okay? Genesis 1 and 24. God said the earth was to produce all kinds of animal life. Domestic, wild, large, and small. He spoke to the dirt again. Called forth the animals out of the dirt. When they die, where did they go? Back to the dirt. And then here's man. God called us out of himself. When his spirit is gone from us, where do we go? Back, the body goes to the dirt. But the spirit has to go back to the Father who called us out of himself. Okay, why am I teaching you all of this? Because you have, in order to know and understand the I am that God wants you to know about yourself, you got to understand the I am that is that you're in. The I am is God. Whatever is in God is in man. Please remember that. You cannot live beside in this earth without him. God wants to know, wants you to know that He is the I am. The words that Jesus and the Father are one. He is the I am. Yesterday, we know today and forevermore. We know we only get to the Father, though, by knowing the Son. Right, right. So the first I am that I'm going to bring to you, you all know this. So John 15, 1 and 8 says that I am the true vine. I am the true vine. You must know that we only get to know the I am of our lives by being connected in other words, being in the vine. Okay? I am God appears 150 times in the Bible. So God, I'm researching this stuff. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's just for my information. 
John 14, 6. There are some affirmations and I am statements that we're going to go over really quick. And I, I want y'all to repeat. When so I tell John you, 14, uh, you you to say, repeat behind it. Affirmation says, this is John 14, 6. It says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. You don't have to repeat that because there's only one way, one truth, and one life. That's Jesus. But the first one that you repeat is, I am more than a conqueror. So that means you stand firm on Romans 8.37. Yet in all these things we're more than a conqueror through him who loved us. Affirmation, I am completing God. I'm completing so God. So that means you stand firm on Colossians 10. You are completing him who is, is the head of all principalities and powers. Affirmation, I am chosen. I am chosen. Revelation 22.13 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. So that means that you. the truth is, just as he chose us, this is Ephesians 1 and 4, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Affirmation. I am made in the image of God. I am made in the image of God. John 14, 10 says, I am the Father. So that means Genesis 1 and 27 is true. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, created he, him, made male and female. Did anybody catch what we just did? The properties of two? Of agreement? Okay, all right, I just want to make sure you're all on the same page. Malachi 3, 6 says, I am the Lord, I change not. Your affirmation says, I am healed and whole. I am healed and whole. Isaiah 16, 16 says, I am thy savior and thy redeemer. Affirmation says, I am the head and not the tail. I'm the head and not the tail. Revelation 117 says, I am the first and the last. Affirmation, the last one, I shall live and not die. I shall live and not die. Revelation 118 says, I'm alive. I am is alive. I am is alive. Stand on your feet. I am is alive. I am is alive. You can't remember nothing else. If you remember that God, the I am is alive in you, for you, and around you, you got it with. God didn't call us to memorize the whole Bible. What he called us to do is to be in him, to love him. But you only know him, you're only in him when you know him, and you only know him if you know him at the I am. So that you don't have to worry about all this stuff when you're worried about it. You don't have to fret about what you're hearing on the news. You don't have to go around looking for how you're going to make it because how you're going to make it is it I am. That's the word of the Lord. May the Lord add a blessing to the word, to the hearer's ear, to the heart of the hearer, and then to those who put into action and be doers of this word. Take the I am with you everywhere you go. Amen. 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 Come on, let's give the Lord a round of applause. Let's give Pastor that Elder. Ah! Amen. I'm the only one. Listen, I, I can't help but to. Uh, to, to share what that I am is so important for us, the timely word, because I want y'all to understand something, how important this is, what she just spoke about I am. And we have to receive them as that. 
I am what it is you need. Right. I've always been that. Meaning God. Right. Whatever it is you need. But he's not a genie. So let's get this straight. He's not a genie. He doesn't want, you know, try to rub on him and make three wishes. He needs you to believe him by faith. And so I am is what you need. Even when what you ain't we'll wanted comes out, it didn't happen. We'll but I'll be there to make it right. That's so good. Because I've been in a place where I had to just um, trust God. Faithful. And it was sometimes I wanted him to do this, but what he did wasn't that. But yet it was okay. And I need us to know that. And he's preparing us for that place. And what a timely word. I am. And you brought out something I, I never heard of before. Never, the principle of attachment. Which means if I, I am is attached to me, then I'm okay because he can make a difference. I just got to, the key piece is my faith. To believe yes. that I'm in him as long as yes. my faith is intact. Right. I can't be disconnected. That's right. He can't take me over. That's right. And he can't take me under. That's right. Because I am. With him. And he can't beat him because he beat them. That's right. Glory to That's God. right. I learned something today. I learned that a principle of attachment. So that which I'm attached to has to operate in me. Hallelujah. Y'all gotta get that. That was good. That's good stuff there. I got it. I received that. I received that. I just want to encourage each and every one of you because she said something to it. She started out with something. A key piece. Seed time and harvest. Listen. The farmer cannot tell when you tell the crop to come up exactly the day and the time he wants it to. But because he planted a seed, he can be assured that he's going to get something. Even when the storm comes, and even the, the, the caterpillars that are coming eat up the crop, it cannot stop the harvest from coming. It may disrupt it for a moment in a cycle, but it cannot stop it. Somebody will that in a minute. That's why it's so important to have your seed in the ground in everything by faith. I'm not just talking financially. I'm talking everything. This is the key, y'all. And that principle, because why? If I do what he said, and I'm attached to the seed, and the seed is attached to me, y'all. So listen, it has to produce what it said it would produce, and at some point, it's going to produce it in my life. And I like to call that one due season. So there's a fifth season. This is the winter, summer, spring, and fall. But nothing greater than due season. Due season can't be stopped. It's the season that God has for your life. There's a point of purpose. Let me share with you. Y'all are here today on purpose. Due season. Y'all heard this word for a reason. I needed to be here today to hear that, that principle of attachment. We're all here. There's something that was said. Today, but said, don't let one word drop to the ground because God can use it and is going to use it in your life. But you gotta receive it and then use it. 
Faith without works is the Bible is so good. I love it. It's so good. And you really break it down. It is so good. Because it tells us what to do and how to do it. We just get disappointed that we just want to do it our way. Okay, let's be real about it. But I gotta say, boy, what a word, what a word, what a word, what a word. We needed that today, y'all. Amen. Come on, give the Lord one more round. There's no need to leave on here, but I just want to tell you, I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. And we're going to get ready today. We're going to do communion. We're going to commune with God. I want y'all to get this too because this is important for each and every person. Pastor, can you help? Pastor Rob, can you help? Can you help? Can you help? We want to do our I want to share this. This is important. I want y'all to get this. We're going to do a communion. And communion is nothing more than we partake. He tells them on the night that he's preparing to be died, to die. He says, This is my body, broken for you. Right? But he said, I want y'all to make that a part of you by eating. Not cannibalism. But he said, eating that and use the bread as an example. And then he used the wine. Yes, so that's the thing and we got to figure out because what, I'm, what I put on here, and he said, I want you to drink that. Thing, so, so if you think you're going to eat what happens to it? I'm trying to give it like at least a minute. Come on, somebody. When I eat or drink something, what happens to it? It becomes a part of me called the principle of attachment. Oh, you all I'm going I'm to work this thing. I can work it all day long. I can work it. It becomes attached to me. And those things that are attached to me also do something. Especially when, when we eat up something. 